Hello and welcome to the 24th episode of Inside the Brain Of, where I'll interview a movement specialist to get inside their brain and try to understand how they incorporate neurokinetic therapy into their approach to patient or client management. My name is Eric Nelson. I'm a board-certified sports chiropractor and NKT instructor. If you're listening and you're not an NKT provider, hopefully this podcast will give you some insight as to what NKT is and how you can utilize it to help your patients or clients. Now make sure you like and share the Inside Your Brain Facebook page. And uh, also note that these podcasts are available for free on iTunes. So make sure you check them out there. If you like them, make sure you give them a good review. And again, feel free to share any of these podcasts with any friends that you think might be interested in NKT. Now, before I begin our interview tonight, I always like to talk about something that's on my mind um, that may help uh, you with your learning process, whether it's with NKT or anything in life in general. Uh, Tonight, I want to talk about something that I'm pretty sure I've covered in some earlier episodes, uh, but it keeps coming back to me, and I'm in the process of writing a blog article on this topic, so I thought I would talk about it to maybe shake out some ideas. Uh, But what I'd like to talk about is what is known as the clinical audit process. It's something I first learned of from uh, chiropractic rehab master Craig Liebenson. And whether you are a healthcare provider or a fitness professional and you're working with people that are trying to either get healthier or improve their performance, it's a good idea to be able to measure their progress to some degree. And that's where the clinical audit process or the CAP comes in hand. Uh, While it's obvious that the overall goal for a client may be to get stronger or for a patient to get out of pain, it's probably a good idea to have goals on every patient or client encounter. Now on a basic level, the clinical audit process is when you test, treat, and then retest. So for example, let's say a client comes to you and they want to get stronger You know, maybe more specifically, they want to deadlift two times their body weight. Well, it's generally known that before a client should deadlift, they should probably be able to touch their toes. Now, there's no absolutes, uh, but generally speaking, this is is pretty true, and most uh, fitness professionals will tell you this, or rehab professionals will tell you this. So while their overall goal is to get to touch their toes or to be able to touch their toes, um... Or their overall goal, uh, I'm sorry, is to deadlift two times their body weight, we need to break that down a little bit here. And their first goal should be to touch their toes. Then once they can do that, then we can teach them form. Then we can teach them to actually deadlift. And then we could develop the strength. So when you see someone, maybe on their first uh, uh, encounter, you want to determine why they can't touch their toes. So you do some tests, the first part of the, the clinical audit process. Then based on those findings, you make some corrections, which you know would be under the treatment portion. Then after you make your corrections, you want to retest and determine if they can touch their toes. And if they have, well, now they've achieved a goal and you spent that first session, at least the first session, getting to that point. You might send them home with some homework. And on the next session, if they could still touch their toes, they might be ready to move on to the next phase, which is teaching them proper deadlifting form. Now, that's a great example of the clinical audit process in the fitness environment. Now, NKT fits in the CAP process pretty nicely, and, and, and really it 
it even takes it to the next level by throwing a challenge into the mix. So for example, if a patient comes in and they can't touch their toes, I might find some NKT findings. It might be that uh, their transverse abdominus is not firing properly and uh, both of their QLs or quadratus lumborum might be overactive and compensating for them. So I determine that through my test. I do some active release technique to the QLs and then I retest uh, first the transverse abdominus to see if it's working and then I have them get up to touch their toes. And if they can, that's great. But then I can even challenge them by doing something, um, you know, maybe something simple like doing some jumping jacks or a quick little jog or, or whatever maybe sports-specific movement I want them to do. And then I can have them get back and A, retest their transverse abdominus, but then also have them retouch their toes. So NKT is, is the perfect type of, 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 of assessment technique to fit in with the clinical audit process. Now, if you don't, if you're not using the clinical audit process, your other option basically is just doing a bunch of things and hoping that the patient or client gets to their goal. And, you know, sometimes they do and, and many times they have in the past, but the, the reality is you really don't know exactly why. With the clinical audit process, you can actually chart their process. Now, in my practice, in addition to using NKT, I also use the Selective Functional Movement Assessment, which is basically a clinical auto process in itself. So I use the SFMA, specifically the top tier. I find out what's dysfunctional and non-painful. And then from there, I, I, I use the NKT approach to determine what muscle imbalances are. I then treat the patient, retest NKT, and retest the SFMA. So again, going back to that patient uh, coming in that couldn't touch her toes, uh, I had one today. She came in with some pretty significant lower back pain. Uh, her neck t test tested pretty clear. Shoulder tested pretty clear. Her multi-segmental flexion, which is touching the toes, uh, she was unable to touch her toes. And interestingly enough, she didn't have any pain. Uh, when I put her up into multi-segmental extension, she had a lot of pain. When she rotated, she had a lot of pain. So my in-session goal was to improve that dysfunctional non-painful finding of multi-segmental flexion. So then I peeled it back with NKT and I found pretty much what I told you. Her QLs were going nuts, which makes sense that she'd have pain on, on extension. Uh, so I did some active release technique on the QLs and then I retested transverse abdominus. It was pretty good. Uh, I also adjusted her lumbar spine. Uh, she got up off the table and went and touched her toes and it was pretty amazing. Her pain decreased significantly. Her rotation improved, almost totally pain-free, full range of motion, and her extension, almost pain-free, full range of extension. It was, it was pretty ex uh, significant, and she was pretty excited and noticed a huge difference right there, and this was only her first visit. So it was, it was pretty neat and pretty exciting, not only for the patient, but for me to see that kind of thing. So now I can chart it. Next time she comes in, um, I will redo the SFMA top tier, kind of point me in the right direction, and then I will use my NKT to kind of progress her along. Oh, and I should also mention with her today, again, I did have her do some jumping jacks and retest and everything held in place, and her pain was significantly less. So again, the clinical audit process is a great tool to 
on a couple of different reasons, but mainly to so that you could chart your progress and see how the patient's improving. But in that, once you can see it, the patient can also see it, and that's where they get excited. Uh, they could see that they're improving. And, and this really comes in hand with uh, the, the, the patients that might be a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, they're, they're still experiencing pain after a couple visits, but by do, using a clinical audit process, you can be achieving these small goals on each visit. And hopefully they'll notice that and they'll be more excited to continue on with their care because uh, that's a big consideration as well. So again, you can use the clinical audit process with patients or you can use it in a fitness environment, uh, just like I was talking about with the deadlift before. But again, it is very valuable to my practice and I've seen my practice grow tremendously uh, over the past uh, two years uh, since I've been incorporating the SFMA with NKT in this clinical audit process mindset. So if you have any questions, feel free to send me a message. You can always send me um, some kind of message through Facebook or my email at CairoRehab at Hotmail.com. Now, as we move on uh, to our interview portion, uh, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, I decided to, to start this podcast was because there are so many incredible practitioners from all different professions that utilize this technique. And I was really curious because they all have such different, unique backgrounds. I was interested in how they incorporate it into their approach to patient management. And I figured that if I was curious, there must be others too. So what started off with me just giving some people calls, uh, I decided to develop it into a podcast. And I've gotten some great feedback on, on every episode so far. And I look forward to continuing to do these interviews with as many NKT providers as I possibly can. I have a bunch more people lined up uh, uh, that are on my list. If you have someone that you're interested in hearing, uh, please send me a message because I'm always open because really I want, uh, you know, I want to know what uh, the listeners want to hear as well too. I'd like to know who they want to speak to uh, because those are the people uh, that really are very interesting to most of us. So again, please feel free to send me a message. I do have some lined up, but I'm always open to anything here. Now, tonight, I'm very excited to speak with a massage therapist that utilizes many techniques, uh, including NKT, PDTR, trigger point work, and integrated cranial work. Uh, he's an interesting guy who graduated uh, from college with a degree in architecture. So I'm really interested to hear why and how he switched from architecture to body work. But I'm, I am really excited about the uh, cranial work because I don't really know too much about cranial work. And I was very excited about the acupuncturist that I interviewed and she really opened my mind to a lot more possibilities. So I'm really excited because uh, I have been treated with some cranial work previously, but I still don't really understand it that much. So hopefully tonight we'll all have a better idea of what uh, integrated cranial work is all about. Uh, so tonight I'm very excited to get inside the brain of Jordan Terry. Hey, Jordan, how's it going? Really well. Thanks, Eric. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing well. I am doing well. Busy day today in the practice. Very exciting. Uh, I was thinking about this interview all day. So it's very nice to have you here with me tonight. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So, you know, I always like to start off these things with um, diving into uh, the background of, of people. So, you know, as I mentioned in your intro, you you studied architecture in college. So, how did you get? Well, first of all, why, why were you interested in architecture? How that? Where did that come from? I had a, uh, a dualistic brain that was both good at uh, art and mathematics, and it seemed like a uh, viable uh, 
career to pursue until I realized that it was going to land me behind a desk and a computer, um, being a CAD junkie, computer-aided design, and sitting at desks and doing someone else's work. Uh, that was not why I or what I wanted to do or be. Um, yeah, and so the story goes, I graduated a degree I wanted nothing to do with, found a buddy that had a degree uh, similarly uh, in IT that he didn't want to do anything with, and um, we went to Australia, and I met my now wife there, um, who is also an NKT practitioner from time to time, uh, Eon Oliver Terry, and um, brought her back to the U.S., and we eventually got married, and uh, the short story is ended up uh, in San Santa Barbara, California, and was signing her up for a massage therapy certification program. And as um, the director was getting her signed up, the director turned to me and was like, well, what about you? And then (laughs) Eon turned and looked at me too and was like, well, yeah, how about you? Come on, it'd be a fun husband-wife thing to do. And so next thing I know, I was in a 200-hour massage certification program and uh, enjoyed it. Didn't really put it to use right away, and I was in restaurants and managing um, a restaurant and going kind of crazy, and um, I got the permission to quit that job and leave it behind, and other things happened. I ended up getting a massage job at just Massage Envy Spa. Um, was what it was. It was a great training ground, and I just kept taking courses. Uh, I, my name's Jordan, and I'm addicted to learning, and... Um, <laughs> I just haven't stopped since. Um, So the school that I started at, I now teach at. Um, And then I, uh, a client that was a sister of a client of David's, um, mentioned David Weinstock, NKT, you should check it out. So I got the book, um, started basically reading and studying and trying to utilize that for about a half year. And realized that I really needed to get my butt to a uh, seminar as soon as possible. And um, when I did, I saw him fix some SI pain in five minutes. And my mind exploded after I scooped my brains up off the ground. Um, I, I decided to make a big change and really have found something that I thoroughly enjoy, a passion, get excited about it, helping others and the continual study that's available. Um out there like you said uh mentioning the acupuncture i've recently been enticed into possibly studying that as well so we shall (laughs) see now how long how long you've been doing massage uh total uh let's see i finished the program in 09 but i didn't start working until third through 2010 so uh going on five years Excellent, excellent. And um, uh, what what level NKT have you taken up to? All the way point? through. All the way through, all three levels. Excellent. Level and, you've ass- and you've assisted at multiple courses? Uh, yeah, I'm pushing on assisting about seven because I think I've done 10 NKT courses in total now. Uh, of course, last one being NKT Taiwan, uh, which was yeah. an absolute blast. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I know we saw so many amazing pictures from that experience. So we dominated um, the scholars page, huh? <laughs> it was driving us all crazy because we all wish we were there. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. The crew that we went with um, was the best. Uh, I mean, just everyone got to got along really well, laughed a lot, uh, and then of course the students at the seminar. I mean, gosh. 
give them another week, they'll, they'll be my teacher. I'm sure they were <laughs> uh, phenomenal. Um, Saturday, you know, the paradigm explodes and everything. And I think some of them went home and studied that night. Actually, I'm pretty sure they did. And they showed up Sunday. I was thoroughly impressed and they were just, uh, uh, they were getting it and they were clicking. And then of course they see 30 to 40 people a day, um, doing pro um, regenerative medicine and what they do, uh, that they were posting stuff, you know, the next day. It was phenomenal. It was absolutely uh, amazing. So they were lovely people. They received us well. They were awesome hosts as well. Um, so, yeah, I think David already has something set up for next year going back. I hope I get to go awesome. back for level two. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I mean, that's great. Like I said, it looked like an incredible experience. It looked like you guys had a blast out there. And I know all of us felt like, wow, I wish we could have made it out there as well, too. So um, that's amazing. I'm glad that <clears throat> it was successful. So a lot of them were a lot of them medical doctors. Is that what most of the students were? I think about 40 or so. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, this technique and it's pretty amazing how far it's um, progressed and continues to evolve and brings in some incredible practitioners. Uh, now, what are some other of the techniques that you utilize in your practice? Um, so the integrated cranial, uh, um, just uh, to speak on cranial or cranial sacral a little bit. Uh, I was never interested in it. Um, joke between um, Eric Hudson and I and other NK tiers that we thought cranial sacral was, you know, um, dulcimer and poetry and um, la la la. And my mentor, uh, Carolyn Kraskowskis Thompson, who was in the Bay Area, be whole again for years. She ended up down in Santa Barbara. Um, and was teaching at Santa Barbara Body Therapy Institute, and I saw her work, and I was like, I must know this. And um, her work is much more, um, you know, myofascial bone holding, working with the nervous system and all the tissues, and so it was a form of no-force adjustment. It was intuitive. It was working with the nervous system, um, deep listening to the body, and just doing stuff that was otherworldly uh when i first saw it um you know she would put a finger on someone's shoulder and say yeah their pubic symphysis is off and then you know my structural background um i still see myself as an architect just a human architect um i have to go down and palpate and sure enough it's off i'm like how did you know that how did you feel that how did you find that um so i've done my best to follow her footsteps um and uh, I still monthly kind of reach out to her and say, what else you got? Send me some info. Um, and as such, it's something, you know, she took from Milne and Upledger, who are some of the big names in cranial sacral work, and then just developed her own thing, um, including this one thing called rub spine that was taken actually from a chiropractor and combined with some polarity. And um, yeah, it's mind blowing stuff and I absolutely love it. Um, and it parallels in with NKT. I can use NKT to, uh, test my feelings and deep listenings of the um, the body and the nervous system and vice versa um, when I get lost on testing and maybe a little frazzled because the client's getting frazzled or something I can switch modes and simply go to a form of holding and you know so some people uh, don't even like the words cranial sacral because they don't believe in it um, so I just call it a myofascial holding where I'm holding the spine and um, something on top and looking for that that pair, you know, that uh, magic duo that 
you know, you find the facilitator and the inhibited and the client's life changes right there, as you were talking about with the toe touching and the QLs and the TVAs. Um, this is just another form of uh, uh, assessment and treatment all in one. Um, so I utilize integrated cranial a lot. Um, neurokinetic therapy absolutely changed my life and uh, is inseparable from the work. Um, utilize uh, myofascial release for pin and stretch techniques. One day I'll take the course and be able to call it ART. <laughs> and then um, uh, trigger point, muscle energy techniques, crack, PNF, pretty much anything that fits the bill for the person that's uh, uh, in the treatment room. Nice. Well, <clears throat> being that we, you mentioned the cranial sacral or the inter- integrated cranial work, I still, I really don't understand cranial. <laughs> when I hear the word cranial, I, I think sutures in my head. Is there, can you elaborate exactly on, on what, what the technique does? Absolutely. Um, so the integrated cranial form is um, traditional. Cranial, let me start with that. Traditional cranial sacral is a lot of waiting and um, energy work, yet still dealing with structures. Um, so, sutures, um, ox, but atlas release obviously is a big staple of cranial sacral, um, decompressing the sacrum, um, diaphragm releases, etc. Uh, in this ADD world that we live in, um, my mentor and myself found that people aren't able to receive that. And so we needed something faster, um, more efficient and that they felt that they were getting the work yet still recognizing, like you're saying the cranium, what is that? It's the hub, uh, the nervous system, right? We're dealing with neurokinetic chains and patterns and we've, it's come up in discussions before and muscle testing. When you're testing something, there's that neural lock and connectivity of that, yes or no um you could call it binary you could call it yin yang uh and so that exists in many forms in um my mentor myself my wife as well and some other students in the area have developed this ability to then tap into those yes and no's by deep listening to the cranial i'm sure others elsewhere have developed something um similar uh or comparable but um it's just listening to what the body needs and so uh the cranium being the hub uh does have sutures that do move uh it's basically the english and uh uh, uh, or british american anatomists that believe that the sutures definitely um fuse uh after a certain age whereas pretty much i think italy maybe france and east um, I'll believe that it's a pathological thing that the sutures should move. Um, Sutherland, um, an osteopath, one of the founders and crazy people, you know, fine line with genius. Um, he viewed the skull and looked at the sutures and they looked like gills of a fish. And so he thought, hmm. you know, if gills of the fish, they're meant for there for moving and breathing. Why wouldn't the sutures move as well? So um, being that fine line of crazy and genius, he developed a helmet with different plates that would push on the uh bones of his head and he stood on his head till basically he uh passed out and um started learning some stuff and i think at one point he uh felt warmth in his sacrum that developed the cranial sacral um 
path that has been followed by many and uh, the offshoot that I have gone on and develop and teach now as well. Um, so it's the hub. It's it's where uh, everything is, the computer, the central processing unit. And um, if we have uh, uh, tightness and restriction there, that could be, you know, the end line of a long kinematic chain or um, uh, uh, what's it called? I remember David referencing one time the temporalis muscle. And, you know, if you're feeling a lot more tightness in the temporalis towards the anterior portion of the body, that could be uh, from someone, you know, compensating for a weak anterior front line. And so I started using and viewing all of these um, positions of the head to look at the whole body, the whole experience, you know, from the ankle bone being connected to the neck bone uh, and started seeing, you know, fascial pain, planes and patterns that exist and would help unwind if I unwound the head as well. And so in using an NKT, uh, my mother came to me one time um, with neck pain and the story was she had bumped her head on a cabinet when lifting it up, but all the pain was down in the neck. Um, you know, did the shoulder testing of um, NKT and nothing was turning it back on. Um, it was just all facilitated down through the neck and nothing was turning off. I'm sorry, turning on any of the weakness and felt her head because she bumped it and felt a um, parietal bone. One of the top bones of the head had slipped down inside of the temporal bone. And so using some cranial light myofascial style technique um, allowed that to come back out. And without even touching the neck, the neck pain went away. Uh, conversely, taking that touch and knowledge, I started playing with um, testing it against just muscular and just holding and feeling where I felt a, um, uh, an excitement or a connection between two muscles and then testing relational inhibition. And recently it's gotten to about 99% uh, uh, spot on, uh, leads me right to where I need to go. Reminds me of um, Thomas Wells that palpation doesn't lie. So I just view it as a form of palpation now doing the same stuff that everyone else is doing with the rest of the body, just giving a little bit more focus to the, uh, the noggin. Yeah, well, that makes complete sense. You know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about it and how I didn't know much about it. But, you know, and what's one thing with NKT, it just takes you all over the body and shows you that anything is possible. So, yeah, my mind is, is definitely open. And that was interesting about your mother. Um, Can you give me some other another case that you utilize it with or how do you how do you I mean, yeah, just let's just do a case. Tell me, someone with lower back pain comes into your um to see you. How do you approach that? I would do some sort of visual assessment, similar to the uh, top tier SFMA that you were talking about. Structural assessment, um, as is is anterior superior lack spine, seeing if they're even posterior, seeing if an SI is stuck. Um, looking at feet and talus and how they stand. Um, all of those things then run through some tests and then, you know, see how they're doing, see what we clear up with, um, you know, a release and NKT style stuff and then delving into the cleanup. What, you know, how can we further this along that um, one that they have to do less homework because we know how good at clients are at doing homework and then 
and to um because an hour used to seem like it was no time at all and the more i get into studying these advanced techniques <laughs> an hour is a long time of uh, uh to work with someone and so i really like to clean up and then provide a little bit of relaxation for people as well so um i would go through some sort of release and if it was low back pain and we found something associated with an si joint um pelvis pelvic floor um because of my cranial sacral training and other studies you know as below so above um that's the uh, that's the exit diaphragm and then we have the intake diaphragm two ends of a tube so we should check both sides very very common to see um something going on with you know pelvic floor or um si joints and something up to the jaw and tmj and so to continue the you know getting this person back to their center line and balance and feeling a happy and wonderful whole human being my investigation typically ends up back at the head tmj being a huge thing um doing the uh level two uh advanced uh nkt and seeing the jaw relationships i regularly uh am showing and pointing out people how much they use their jaw finding lateral pterygoids shutting off entire lateral lines um in fact i quite enjoy it and you know now distract your jaw to the right and everything's strong now distract your jaw to the left and everything goes weak and they go i have no idea what's going on right now <laughs> and i'm like hold on we'll, we'll, we'll fix this get out the gloves if necessary and um perform a release and uh retest everything challenge it and uh, mind's blown uh, on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I've been doing. Um, I've been gloving up a lot recently, and it's, it's pretty <laughs> powerful. It's pretty powerful work inside there. Pretty Excellent. cool. Pretty cool. Well, um, yeah. I mean, this is now you teach uh, the, the integrated cranial stuff. I do. I do. I teach in Santa Barbara um, at Santa Barbara Body Therapy Institute. Um, I teach a beginning form of that, and then I've just begin uh, developing a. Um, more advanced form that have shared with a, uh, a few NKTers now of how they can incorporate it in with um, NKT. So that's been a real blast because I'm teaching beginners at the school that are, you know, have just completed their first 200 hours and they just learned what a pectoralis and biceps are <laughs> um, to, to advanced practitioners that know that and we don't have to do that. We can get right into the juicy fun stuff. And, um, it's a uh, it's a blast for me. I absolutely love sharing it, and I feel that it can integrate in with you know anybody's preferred form of body work. Um, it's a different form of touch. It's a receptive style touch um, that many of us weren't uh, turns out trained to do at all. <laughs> yeah, well, it 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 sounds really interesting, and I'm definitely interested in taking a workshop. So I don't know, maybe one day we can. Um get you teaching on a bigger scale as well too because I, I i'm sure there's plenty of people like myself that would want to learn it and see how we can or- incorporate it into what we do so definitely something to think about there without a doubt be an honor um all right let's see can you hear me yes absolutely oh crap there we go all right well um can you talk a little bit about pdtr how you've been using that in your practice as well Absolutely. Uh, this is still on the neural level. Uh, I've been joking and calling myself a neuronaut. Um, you know, not an astronaut, but a neuronaut. 
exploring the nervous system and it's so fascinating uh to work with and so the uh, pdtr has evolved the nkt um i still use a lot of the nkt to determine stuff and still the releases but then um the pdtr to kind of make the fixes hold and stick and get it to the brain even uh, a little bit more um so it's been fascinating delving into the science of touch and what each stimulus does and provides. Um, and then, of course, the PDTR uh, looks at Golgi's and there's capsular and Golgi layers within the sutures. So the PDTR has evolved the integrated cranial to uh, an entire different level, uh, even less weighting now. The only time I wait now is when I decipher that a client just doesn't want to be a poked and tapped and slapped anymore um but it's so quick what used to be even all right so what used to be with the traditional cranial sacral um a real waiting game you know getting to that collagen barrier two to five minutes on just one spot um expediting that by um uh, uh this integrated cranial form that um has been bestowed to me and i'm now crafting with everything else and now add pdtr to that I, I mean, it's unbelievable how quickly the body can change. Uh, I remember reading Gary Ward's What the Foot book, and he was talking about that, you know, as quickly as we go into pain, I believe what we can get out of it. And that line kind of sticking with me and uh, seeing that more and more, um, at least in my office. I <laughs> tell people, you know, I have one hour of their lives. The rest of them, the rest of the time is their responsibility. And so they leave my office fine. And then, you know, they go back to, I call it the Homer Simpson ass groove of their couch and their <laughs> patterns and everything like that. Um, so that's the, the other side of working with the nervous system and then the emotional side of things and delving to the depths. But um, the PDTR has been uh, mind blowing, scooping up brains off the floor again, putting them back in, um, <laughs> refocusing and reorganizing a, a, a practice. Um, uh, incorporating it. Yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, did you take uh, Anatomy in Motion as well? I haven't. Not yet. I missed I it because uh, my wife and I went to Australia and assisted Dooley in Sydney. And then uh, that's right. family time. And the week nice. we got back, that was the weekend that it was held. Uh, and there was just no way I was going to make it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it was a great class as well, too, and I'm still um, figuring out ways to incorporate that with uh, with my patients as well because that's a wonderful technique as well, too. Yeah, I look forward to their return. Excellent. And you just recently, did you just recently move to a new location, open up a new practice? We did. We uh, I was part of someone else's center, just basically ended up having a room uh, uh off of a main room that other practitioners were in and it was only half full and just felt time to go out and open my own place and space. Um, so we did, we found a nice, uh, three treatment room office and a, uh, big front room that we can, you know, get people rolling around on the floor doing rolling patterns or, um, practicing their ninja skills or whatever. <laughs> and, um, good location, a little bit closer to my house as well, which is nice. And so, yeah, it's myself, um, Eric Hudson, uh, Eon Oliver Terry, my wife. And then um, actually someone from the school has joined us, a, a massage therapist and nutritionist. So a nice oh, little nice. combo of people. And first weekend there, we 
did a uh, integrated cranial course and um, had about 10 to 12 people, which is about perfect uh, numbers for the space that we have anymore. It starts getting a little congested. Nice. Excellent. And your wife, uh, so she's a massage therapist as well. What other uh, things does she do? I've seen some videos of her uh, swinging around on some monkey bars or something like that. That's right. She's <laughs> a uh, certified move nat trainer. Um, so uh. it's move naturally. Uh, and, uh, and so our, our practice is called fundamental body therapy. And the idea is, um, one, it should be fun and enjoyable, especially getting out of pain should be ecstasy and, um, that there, that people need to learn to move. And so, um, she got more into the movement side of things and these fundamental movements of, you know, crawling, rolling, swinging things that we don't do anymore. And, uh, really excited for her to get, um, going in the new space as well so that I can refer to her for people to move. You know, this is how to hinge. <laughs> you can do this daily and this will help your back. Uh, that's brilliant. Um, and so be able to guide her in that direction. I mean, guide them to her in that direction for movement. Um, she also does the integrated cranial work and, uh, is probably better than myself in my opinion. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I joke with my students that there's massage therapists out there that are, um, not even that good, but they talk well and they talk the talk really well to clients and, and, um, therefore they have regular clients that keep coming back, even though they're not the best massage therapist around. And then there's other ones that are really, really good with their work, but they don't talk too well to clients. Um, so that's kind of my loving joking comparison between the <laughs> two of us, um, phenomenal, but you know, can't express why her talus is rotated and this and that, why it's affecting the hip. And I would delve right into it until the client was just, you know, blank stare that I had gone too far. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, everyone's at different levels without a doubt. And, um, and that's within any business as well too, or any health profession. I mean, some people, um, are ridiculously successful and they're absolute horrible clinicians. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, it sounds like yeah, it sounds like you got a great thing going on out there, and it seems like it's growing, and um, uh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, similar. I, I my wife is a chiropractor as well, and we have a Pilates studio, and um, we now have a physical therapist that does Pilates rehab. So we're really, you know, bridging the gap between my side and and that side of the of the practice, and I think that's so important to get people to move. Uh, so that, that that's pretty exciting. I know MoveNet's pretty pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it is. I am blown away every time I go play as well. It's not even working out. It's more play. And that was something that we wanted to bring to the business as well. Um, the other thing with fundamentals, a little joke saying that we say, but it's on our cards as well. So it's not a joke, but that fun and mental is fundamental. <laughs> and so coming up, yeah. Coming up with a body work that's not uh, extremely painful um, to receive and yet uh, fun and enjoyable, you know, when you're like, put your finger right here on this spot and it's on a facilitator and then all of a sudden a limb that was falling out of the sky stays up and the look on people's face is absolutely priceless. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing and it really does seem like the current state of pain science is really pointing us towards a direction of uh, the least amount of threat 
possible. So gentle touches and stuff really are, are, are becoming more popular and it really makes sense with what you're doing um, to have that kind of approach. So that, 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 that is pretty, pretty exciting. That was, you just remind me of something that um, Carolyn, my mentor had said was that, um, and you being a Cairo, I'll, I'll let it bounce this off of you, was that, um, you know, the force adjustments, although sometimes needed when done repeatedly over time, they're creating fascial scars and the body heals in reverse. So stuff that was getting pushed in one direction is getting pulled back just by the natural healing process of the body. And I found that absolutely fascinating and actually ended up studying with the local chiropractor on no force adjustment utilizing muscle testing as to ascertain directions and vectors and time amount and weighting and structure and touch um so yeah that pretty cool that gentle mm -hmm. uh, uh style touch has been um mind-blowing not the, that i don't get in there and get it get at some trigger points or uh, as I've heard Thomas call, uh, uh, when you, you find that spot and they wince, the police, can I have some more face? <laughs> but it's just the body to uh, connect back to the brain to remember and facilitate that integration and in, uh, having people inhabit their bodies. Uh, it seems to me that more and more people are not in their bodies. They know what hurts, but that's about it. Um, and I just read a little Facebook post today that the average child knows, you know, over a thousand corporate logos, but cannot hmm. identify, uh, you know, certain body parts or plants and vegetation in their local area. And, uh, hmm. Kind of a sad, yeah, but true side of thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, they all know how to use iPads these days. So <laughs> <laughs> I think they're born with one these days. Oh, it, it, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. That's why, yeah, play is, is so important. And it is good to see people, um, you know, really putting it out there and, 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 and trying to bring that more to the forefront is getting people to move more. And as you said, become more aware of their bodies. It's so important. I mean, like you said, you spent an hour with people. I spent 15 minutes uh, with people. So yeah, I mean, what we're doing is, is, is such a small part of their, of their daily activities that they need to uh, get involved and take responsibility and do more on their own and not just expect they're going to go to someone and, um, you know, have that person do, you know, everything for them. Yeah. I pull out my Houdini hat from the corner, you know, put that on when they expect that magic <laughs> bullet. <laughs> Definitely cool. So, um, so you said you've assisted a bunch of NKT classes, and I'm getting ready to teach another level one, um, in not this weekend, but next weekend. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a student of teaching, and um, can you maybe give me some pointers, uh, some things you see, uh, that work well with uh, teaching level one students, or things that you think might need to be brought more to the forefront for them to make their learning experience a little bit better. Absolutely. Pick the biggest and strongest person in the room and show how weak they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of my go-tos. <laughs> I always love, I always love tell. I always tell a story too, especially when people know uh, who Noah is. <laughs> I love uh, how David picked him right out of the room on the, on the first time and his uh, transverse abdominis just totally blew out. It was, it was, it was wonderful. <laughs> you have a course coming up with him soon, I believe. Yeah, we're teaching in Denver together in, I want to say March, maybe. Yeah, right. it's coming up soon. Yeah, a couple months. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. 
definitely, definitely. He's a brilliant dude, and I'm always looking forward to soak up his knowledge. So, what other? Um, give me some other stuff that you see um, when you're assisting that work really that works really well. Um, you know, finding the examples in the room. Uh, love David's name game. So, how's your name game going? Oh, my name game's not going. I got name. I'm on the name tag game. <laughs> there you go. That works. <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, you know your assistance. Uh, and I always see you reaching out on the page, so that's a big one. Um, yeah. and then you know the examples, the uh, uh, the structure of the class between, um, you know, just the right amount of lecture. Uh, I love the I'm full rule. Um, uh, my wife and I went on a, um, bird viewing expedition one time and it was a hike and the leader just said, you know, when you're full, just yell out, I don't want to just keep going. You know, I can get nerded out on birds and in this case for us, you know, body work and NKT. And I, I utilize that in my classroom now, it's called that I'm full rule. Just, you know, you don't even have to be up and present. You can just kind of do it in the background. Like I'm full. And, um, <laughs> I like you know, that. take a little break and break up and reconvene, have your groups and then bring them all back together. Uh, it's always fun when there's a, someone that's got a great whistle or a, a gong in the room to reconvene the, uh, uh rowdy ones. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I've seen David and Dooley, uh, maybe make it out to Denver in March. That's a little cold for my, uh, Loving SoCal weather. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward. Uh, I think, yeah, see if I get out there a day early to hit the mountains, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Oh, okay, great, excellent. Well, this is some good stuff. Um, you know, um, you have any advice for uh, NKT students that are 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 struggling to learn the basics? Uh, you know, be okay with failure. Fail, 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 fail. Eventually, start succeeding. Um, when I started out and transferred, people were coming for a set of expectations. And so at the end, I would just give, you know, 10 minutes NKT. And then um, they started loving that and then coming back for that and enjoying it more and more. Uh, and to the point of people actually coming and requesting it. Um, so that blew me away in that transition of things. Um, you know, the study groups obviously huge get together with people practice study share get online be on the scholars page even if you're not um what's it called you know posting or sharing or commenting just being on there and reading and that amount of information that's just coming into that page every day uh i, I do have a big uh tip for people posting on the scholar stage and that's keep it simple in your posting as well um, we get carried away to get the, you know, get these write-ups that are a thousand words long. And um, I'm always impressed with the people that read through it all and get down to the bottom and comment because uh, there's just so much on there. So keeping it simple, even with work and with the uh, posts, uh, I think it's a lot more out of it. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that as well, too. I mean, I tr I always start reading the long post, and it's hard for me to make it all the way through. <laughs> That's for sure. And, and, and really, I don't. And I'm sure you as well. Who, do, who we don't really have the time to read those long things. So it's let's be quick in and out. I'm with you 100 percent on that. I think it'll be a little bit more productive. Although you know some of the content is very good, it is just a it is a little long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't I won't mention any names. 
once or twice in the past as well get all excited and then all of a sudden like wow i wrote out a really long post (laughs) yeah it happens to us all without without a doubt excellent and um you know how about people because you've done all three levels now um you know, a big thing is a lot of people are nervous from testing out from level one to level two. Uh, you have any advice about that? Uh, you know, just do it. Jump in. Uh, everyone that uh, uh, I've read from, from the people that are doing the um, testing um, are, are open and awesome and sharing. And it's more of uh, a learning and exploring process of showing what you actually know and not, you know, can you solve you know equals mc squared equation on the client that you've brought in for the day um i definitely recommend getting certified and going through getting the level two and then even three um uh, uh each level i mean two made level one easier for me um level one is still the basics that i use regularly uh and keeping it simple but there's times where, you know, tying stuff together, um, cleaning up entire chains and connectivity, uh, I wouldn't have done that or gotten to that without the information. Um, and then going back and assisting, of course, at courses, um, every time something seems to come out new, um, lead instructor has something else to share or something comes up in a different way, you know, each class, of course, uh, the people in it make the class, and so someone has a certain problem, etc., and it brings up a new equation and something I haven't seen before. Um, so absolutely love all of that and the advancement through and the people that go through all of it with you. Uh, in fact, uh, yeah, some of my best friends live nowhere close to me and would have never have met them without NKT. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, I talk about that every time is how amazing some of these people are. And I've made some incredible friends and it's just, it, it's exciting because I, I look forward to the future and traveling. And, you know, this past year I went to uh, Detroit and Arizona and Atlanta and I've just reconnected with uh, students and, and made new friends. Oh, it's, it is, it's wonderful. And it's, it's so exciting. And one reason why I do this podcast is, is seeing the passion, feeling the passion of other people uh, for this work as well. And it, it's wonderful. It, it very is. So that was another reason I wanted to talk to you as well too, because I know how passionate you are about what you do. And, um, you know, I've seen some of your posts and, you know, your travels and, your, you know, just pretty amazing stuff. So I, I really appreciate you uh, you joining me here uh, for this podcast. Uh, any other courses that you're going to be taking uh, in the near future? I do uh, want to get to AIM. Um, probably will end up at some point at an ART course or two as well. Um, oh, DNS, if they'll let me in. uh, uh uh, might do Perry's like primal movement rehab or some of his taping. Uh, that would be fun as well. I missed him last time he came out to California. Mm. There's so many courses and only <laughs> so much time and so much funds allotted to that. That's well, the, tr- it's the truth. Yeah. It is the truth. Well, you know, and I, I, I'm thinking about Perry's teaching in New Jersey in January and I really want to take the class and my daughters have a gymnastic meet that day and I'm like oh, oh. <laughs> so throws throw kids in the equation too and it's even uh 
more challenging <laughs> without a doubt to, to do anything. You're like, uh, but yeah, I want to come to I, that uh, center that you have. Um, you've posted some pictures of where you get to climb and like run around and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's at Diggerland. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's, you posted before, I believe as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see more adult playgrounds in my opinion in the yeah. uh, near future. Uh, that might be something that I come back to with architectures end up designing, uh, you know, adult playgrounds or even homes to be more full of play instead of yeah. here's your chair and here's your couch and here's your bed. And this is the hallway in between that all. Um, yeah. And then I have talk about, you know, down your hallway, you have a set of trapeze swings and you swing down your hallway. Um, yeah, that, that would be awesome. Definitely need to get that going. <laughs> <laughs> or monkey fun. bars. Uh, you know, well, especially with the American Ninja warrior thing, I'm sure you've seen that. I mean, that's been huge and my kids love watching it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to put up some climbing, uh, like rock climbing things all over my walls in my hallway. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instead of, you know, allotting time for the gym and an exercise, I, I can go through my house from end to end twice and I'll call it a good day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what in my, uh, my, li- my living room's halfway there. I mean, we got gymnastic bars. I got a balance beam. I've oh, got nice. Whole bunch of different mats. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy over here. My girls, uh, they my girls play hard. That's for sure. And it's it's pretty neat too watching my son. I have a four year old, and he's uh, climbing in and swinging on the bars. It's it's pretty neat watching how strong he is at that age. It it actually blows my mind away. Right on. So so yes, play is extremely important. Well, okay. Do you have any um any uh, last words as we kind of wind down here? No, um, thanks so much for having me. Uh, absolute uh, honor and pleasure to uh, be interviewed and had on Inside the Brain. Um, uh, you know, get inside the brain, get into the cranium, get into the cranial sutures, know those things, know what falx and tentorium are and those fascial membranes and how important uh, uh, the jaw work is. Oh, gosh, that's back to level two NKT. The jaw is just so powerful and important, um, and trigeminal nerve and the vagus nerve and all of these governing nerves that come out of our brain and brainstem and how important they are to um, our happiness and well-being and digestion and all those things. So, um, yeah, look forward to uh, uh, setting up an integrated cranial course near you anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, man, I love it. I mean, it's definitely, like I said, something I don't know much about. And as I'm learning more about the way the body works, it's definitely something I need to be aware of and, and have some sort of understanding for. So, yeah, I think we need to get on, uh, get in touch with David here and see if maybe we could set up some advanced courses or something like that. I think that would be a great idea. So, awesome, man. Cool. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I greatly appreciate your time uh, with me tonight. And um, just a couple quick announcements as I wrap up here. Uh, I'll be teaching a level one uh, on December 13th and 14th, which is in about a week and a half up in here in Montclair, New Jersey at my uh, buddy uh, uh, physical therapy clinic in uh, Montclair. Uh, Matthew Cefeli, who's a great physical therapist. Uh, in March, I'll be teaching with Noah Drucker in Denver, a level one. I got a uh, level one in Charlotte coming up in April. 
Uh, I'm in the process of setting up Atlanta, Arizona, and Michigan, and I will be teaching in the Netherlands in October. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, We've got some other exotic places as well that we're looking at uh, as well, possibly Bermuda. Uh, so if we can work out the logistics there, that that could happen. We also have classes all over the world. So make sure you check out the neurokineticTherapy.com. Uh, uh, and the upcoming. symposium. Oh, yeah. I can't forget about that. We have the symposium in September uh, in San Diego, which is going to be absolutely phenomenal. We're going to have workshops for all three levels, incorporating new concepts. We're going to have panel uh, case management discussions, lots of breakout sessions, and of course, the incredible uh, cookie bake-off will be going on as well, too. So, yes, so much excitement for 2015. Uh, Anatomy in Motion. There's some courses coming to New York and San Francisco. And uh, PDTR as well courses are looked to be out there. I'm looking forward to taking the first one, at least in Chicago. I just signed up for that myself. So very, very excited to be exposed to that. Sounds like unbelievable stuff. Uh, so yeah, so lots of good things coming up in the future as always, uh, your feedback is appreciated. So feel free to email me at Cairo rehab at hotmail.com or you can connect with me. Send me a friend request on Facebook. I always like having more friends. I mean, who, who doesn't want to have more friends? Um, you know, make sure you like the inside the brain Facebook page and I do have some good ideas for some upcoming episodes. Uh, it's hard to believe I'm about to hit episode 25. Very excited there. Um, one uh, one episode that I'm really excited for is, uh, I've been thinking about it for a while, is one uh, talking about the latest concepts of pain science and how uh, NKT can fit into that model. Uh, There's some exciting stuff going on out there and it's good to be on the cutting edge. So again, thank you for uh, joining us tonight on episode 24 and uh, I will speak to you uh, soon.